Hey everyone, this is Pastor Vaughn with our first ever episode of Rock Talk. It's our Rock Church podcast. Today we're going to kick it right off. We're going to be rehashing our Sunday series, which we are in a new series called Uncommon. Today I'm joined by my lovely wife as we talk about how we can have uncommon love in a very common world. We need this uncommon love of Jesus for our ordinary relationships to thrive in Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's check it out. Show. Keep going. What's that, guys? Hi, man. <laughs> What's his name? The Friend Parks oh, and off Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. The, the radio guy. Yeah. Is that Norman? Is his name Norman? I don't think that's quite right. But I kind of felt like that too. I was setting this stuff up. But um, all right. So I guess one of the things we're gonna talk about, um, and it's almost like you have to imagine like there's an audience behind us listening. So it's like we're not. We are talking, but we're talking to people. Um, so anyways, for those who are listening to this, um, we have our little one in the background, Brooklyn. She's watching some YouTube Coco Melon um, in the background. So if you hear that, that's what that is. Um, and then um, I might have to duck out of here, and you actually might have to leave this just for a couple seconds because Phyllis is going to stop by and grab the soup bowls. Then we better stop it <laughs> and do that. So, all right, guys. So, uh, like I said on the intro, we are talking about um, uncommon love. We're in this new series called Uncommon, and we're talking about how we need to have uncommon love to make ordinary relationships thrive um, in our world. And so, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of hash this out together. Whether you guys are watching on video um, over there, um, or you're just listening on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We just pray that this blesses you, but let's talk about uncommon love. Um, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary and Veil. Did you like Veil? Yes, it was beautiful. What was your favorite part of Veil? Spending it with you, of course. Spending it with me? <laughs> that sounds cheesy. I know. <laughs> we, were there. we ate at a cool restaurant that we took a risk on. Was it risky? For me. <laughs> it was like this weird German hungarian type of food there's schnitzels and bratwurst and i had a philly you cheese had, you sandwich had a philly cheese <laughs> that was for all the americans that were eating there mm-hmm. but uh, no we celebrated our 10th anniversary and uh, uh you always talk about how you we think um well you mentioned the other day that uh we we have kind of a you said the word abnormal i don't know if abnormal is the right word but um, a really good marriage. And like it's not like the marriages that we see around us. I would agree with that. I thoroughly enjoy our marriage um, and our relationship together. Um, but I, I guess what, 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 why do you say that? Why, why, do you think it's, why do you think it's abnormal for those who are listening? Why, why do you think it's uh, the way you said it? Yeah, why, why do you think it is that way? Well, considering our sermon series, I think the word uncommon might be better. Um, I think we do have an uncommon marriage just simply for the fact that we, it's easy for us. You know, people always ask like, when do you fight? And I mean, of course there's always the fights and the little bickerings here and there, but as far as actual fights in the 10 years of marriage, I don't think we've actually really ever had one. 
um, because we just have good communication. Um, I think we have very chill personalities, both of us. So that helps. And um, we're just constantly thinking of the other first. And I think that is one of the most important things, that it's not a selfish. I think both of us are very unselfish in... um, in in everything and i think that's what makes our marriage just different yeah i i I would agree with that um we are we have very chill personalities i think one of the things that uh you remember that community group that we're a part of uh, a couple years ago with glenn and janet Mm -hmm. and they're talking about the andy stanley um message he talked about you know your job is to outserve the other you know i think that just comes naturally to us um I don't know. I, I guess that could be unhealthy at a certain point, but um, I guess not for us. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I like serving you. I like um, making you happy and just showing my love to you. Um, but uh, I also think one of the cool things that I admire about you, um, and it's really kind of helped me out because I think um, this may not come as naturally for me as for you, is learning how to, um, how you decide what to hold on to and what to just let roll off your shoulders. Like if something offended you, is this something you need to hold on to and really deal with? Or is it something just to just eh, forget about it type deal? Um, that comes very naturally to you, I think. Um, and it's something that I think has helped our relationship because there's been plenty of things that I think we could have thought about. Um, plenty of things that we could have really thrown up a wall and say this, this way or the highway. Um, I don't remember ever having to sleep on the couch because of an argument or something like that. Uh, maybe there was an argument that you wish I would have slept on the couch. <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't know. Is we there... didn't have a big enough couch. <laughs> we didn't have a big <laughs> enough couch. <laughs> we always had that stupid college futon. <laughs> we upgraded finally. We got a sectional. So. Um, but no. So, um, yeah, I, I do think we have an uncommon marriage. And this is why I wanted uh, you to join me. Jill is her name for those who are listening, my wife. Um, but, um, so I want to join cause I want to talk about this uncommon love cause I do think there's something special uh, about our marriage and that's just my opinion. I think everyone's, you know, everyone thinks their marriage is special. Um, but, uh, uh, on Sunday I talked about something called the 316 principle, uh, where we looked at John 316 for God so loved the world. He gave his only son that uh, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And we talked about, uh, five different concepts of this 316 principle, um, just kind of going through them, we talk about God. God's love is unconditional. It's sacrificial. It's personable. It's acceptable and it's accessible. Um, you know, God's love is unconditional. I, I guess my question for us, you know, to kind of start this off is, um, what makes our love for one another? How can it be unconditional? I mean, if that makes sense, is I first of all, I think that's impossible. Um, to start with that uh, human, you know, we are human, we are flesh. So we cannot have unconditional love. We cannot give unconditional love in the sense that because Jesus is the only one who can do that. Um, However, I think we first and foremost, we're just constantly looking at how Jesus loves and looking to his example. Um, so with unconditional, um, I would say that we're just good about no matter what happens, no matter the mistakes that were made, 
that we are choosing to continue to love each other, that there's, there's really no other choice, at least for me, that my choice is loving you regardless of what you did and who you are, because your sin is just as big as my sin. And so I think it's just that choice of just constantly choosing to love one another. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, I guess what I get from that, you know, for us, that is the only choice that we've had in our fights and in our arguments and the bickering, um, those times where we're like really annoyed with each other. Cause believe it or not, there are times where we do get annoyed from one another. Um, there'll be times where, um, you know, I, I, I play the silent treatment more than you do type deal, you know, and I just kind of shut everything out and hoping that you'd beg to want to know what I'm thinking or something like that. But, uh, you know, that's the, but every time in those situations, that's the only time that, that that's the only thing that we know of. Like, this is our option is to, to love each other no matter what. Um, you know, I've heard people having fights and they throw out the D word all the time, divorce, you know, like, like it's just, uh, it's a threat almost, you know, when we have, we don't have like written rules about argument, but I think we have these unwritten rules that we know of. Like, we're not going to throw that out there. That's, that's never on the table. Like, we're, I'm not going to threaten to leave you. Um, that's not on the table. I'm not threatened to peel out of the driveway in anger. Uh, that's not on the table. Um, and so I, I think that helps with trying to reflect God's unconditional love. Uh, but also, um, I mean, again, you, I mean, something I've learned from you is you are very, very quick to forgive, like almost an instant. Um, and I would almost say it's not even fair to your flesh because of how quick mm-hmm. you are to forgive because your, your, um, your faith just takes over so fast. But that kind of goes on too with God's love is sacrificial. You know, we're always trying to outserve one another. And so I was trying to think of some examples about this, like how we outserve one another. Um, and you know, I, I've come to learn that when you serve, it doesn't always doesn't always have to be in a grand gesture or like a really big, like, I love you sign, like written in the sky. Like that's sure that could be romantic and stuff like that. But um, is it is that truly what it means that God's love is you know sacrificial? Um, I don't know. The best way I the example I can think of is um, yesterday um, came home from work. I know. We were both pretty tired. Um, we both like cooking. I cooking is also kind of therapeutic, I guess. But we, we always like cooking together. Anyways, um, I cooked, and then we fed, and then I did the dishes, you know. And your response was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like, I was planning on doing that for you since you cooked. Uh, but then you went and uh, bathed the kids, which I guess maybe that's a regular routine for people. But I think... I think that could be sacrificial. I mean, what do you think? Is that? I think sacrificial just with us is just that we're just constantly, it, like you said, it's the little things where, I mean, it's not even I did this, so you have to do this. It's just a natural process, I think, for us that, oh, I changed this diaper for you. And then you're like, oh, I saw that she she did that. So I automatically get the next one. I mean, that's kind of the stage of life we're in right now, but it's those little things that we don't use it against each other. We actually use it for each other. If that makes sense that, 
we do take notice of when that person does something specifically for us. And rather than to hang it over the other person's head of like, hey, look what I did. It's more of, okay, now it's my turn to bless them in return. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a natural back and forth. So you wouldn't think that's sacrifice. That's not exactly the definition of sacrificial, but it's just those constant, I'm putting their needs before my own. And that's just kind of how I see the sacrificial love in, in our marriage, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what makes our marriage so awesome um, is, is because of unconditional and sacrificial. I mean, personable acceptance and accessible. I mean, those are there, but the two things that I know that we strive for is making sure we always love each other as unconditionally as possible, like no matter what our flaws or whatever has happened, like we, we our choice is always to love each other. And then the, the sacrificial part, I mean, we're always trying to um, outserve each other, to love each other, to whether it's in grand gestures or just the little things throughout the day. I mean, that, that's what I love about our marriage. Um, and, so- and honestly, this could sound bad, but I don't even think it's we're necessarily automatically doing out of love. Like every time we do it, I don't think it's be, we're even thinking I'm doing this to show my love. It's actually become a habit and that can be a bad thing, but I actually think it's a good thing because it's just, it just proves that we're, we've made a habit because we've just been constantly doing it for one another and the intention is still love, but I don't think it's necessarily the first thing that we, the reason why we're doing it. Like is, it's natural to us. Yeah. Like it's, it's become a habit because of our just consistent love for each other. Yeah. We can keep talking about love all day, but it might get inappropriate. No. But. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, the uh, so we talked about the two secrets of love. The secret of love is being loved by God, and the secret of love is showing God's love to others. I just want to talk about the first one. This is being loved by God. I, I talked about to the church that we have to start at this point in order to express love to others because. If we don't start here, the way we show love to others is how love is shown to us. In this world, how it shows love to people uh, can be fractured, it can be broken, it could be abusive, it could be neglectful. Um, and if that is our view of love, then sometimes that's what's expressed. Um, or vice versa, where it's, you know, you didn't feel any love, so now you love so much, it's, it could actually be more of a toxic love. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are first is being loved by God. I, I guess... I'd, how do you know that you're being loved by God in your own experience? I think I am an unusually blessed person. Um, that sounds cocky. I know. <laughs> I I say that not to brag, but just to show the faithfulness of God and um, just the great example that my family and my mom and dad showed me that I feel like, I mean, there's always moments in your life that you feel less than, but I have felt God's love for the moment I remember. I mean, since I was a baby, I don't think there's ever been a doubt that I was not loved. And a lot of that was just because how I was shown love as a child, you know, by my family and how they, you know, experienced and showed love, demonstrated love to one another. So I think it is more natural for me because I've just always been in that setting. 
However, I also know that that is not normal for most people, um, that my past, my life is definitely rare and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But I think that's why it is easier for me to, to show love because I've always felt God's love. I mean, there's always times where you feel unworthy of it, but I've always, I I have always felt it. There was no doubt in my mind that God did not love me. Yeah, and your parents have played a really big part of that. Absolutely. Of doing that, which is which is really cool. Which I mean, parents for listening. I mean, that's that's why it's so important for parents to really show your love to your kids because really you are, I guess, the the mirror of Jesus in their life. You know, and that's something that we have learned. Something I have to learn. You know, for myself, uh, you know, the secret of being loved by God. You know, uh, of course, I had some awesome parents. My um, I had a stepmom that loved me uh, as her own, her own blood, and was amazing. Uh, even when I threw out those really harsh things, like "You're not my real mom," or like "Oh, I hate you," or those things, and uh, you know, she she was always there to to love me once my anger settled down. Uh, and my dad was awesome at, at loving uh, me, which I know a father son love can be kind of difficult sometimes. Um, but um, I, I knew without a doubt my dad loved me, and I saw that as the image of Jesus. And so and if you don't know, that's Brooklyn in the background. If you can't, if you hear her, she's back there um, asking for mom. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think that plays such a, a big role. You can duck out if you want to see what she wants really quick. That's, that's totally fine. And while she does that, guys, um, I'm going to continue talking here. Uh, again, just, just the secret of just being loved by God. You know, one of the cool things about God is uh, his love is always present. It, it's always there. It uh, it never fails. It's always faithful. Um, and even if you don't have parents that didn't um, show that love to you in the way that God wants parents to show love, um, it's still possible to experience it. Um, you know, for me, uh, I had a few things that I wrestled with in life where um, I guess a lot of people um, what would probably be embarrassed or kind of maybe duck out in a relationship. Um, but, you know, I, I wrestled with some addictions. I made some really stupid decisions. Um, but I've always felt that loving presence of love and forgiveness um, when I uh, would come to God and to step into repentance. And so uh, that love is so powerful. You know, uh, we got a couple more minutes here. But uh, I want to talk about showing God's uncommon love. I talk about five ways how to show God's uncommon love. Say it, write it, give it, forgive it, live it. And I just want to go through these things and just kind of like how do we do this in our life? How do we do uh, show uncommon love in our relationship? So the first one is say it. Speak it out loud. How, how do we do that? We say it. <laughs> we say it. <laughs> I think we say it um, a lot. I mean, we say it all the time. It. You can't walk out the door without saying it to one another uh, before we go to bed. Our kids are constantly saying it and hearing it. And I think once again, for me, that's an easy one because I've always heard it being said. And I know that's not, once again, always the case. And so for me, it's just a normal thing. You you say what you mean. And I, I love you, so I'm going to tell you. You know, I I didn't share the church, uh, shared with the church about this, but I remember going to the Rock Church of Scottsbluff for like the first time, I mean the second time, and we got pretty close with Tyson. You know, we expressed how we want to help out ministry, and 
Um, the one thing I noticed about him, because, you know, while we're talking about our marriage and our relationship, I mean, all these things you can apply to any relationship. Um, and that, I guess that's the key with this. But I remember Tyson, like he would tell everyone that he loved them. Not like, hey, man, take care. And like that. But it was literally like he would say, I love you guys. And I, th- I thought that was so weird to begin with. I, I don't know why. I thought it was just awkward. Um, and uh, maybe because the only person I told I loved them at that point, um, you know, was just my family. I, I don't even think I even told my siblings that. I think I told mom uh, and my maybe my dad sometimes, you know. But, I mean, for sure, my mom. Um, I would say it all the time. But, uh, but the, saying I love you is... Uh, Maybe not said enough in today's world uh, when you say it genuinely and authentically. Um, but uh, I, I think to say I love you a lot is is really good. Um, but I also think saying I love you is overused in today's culture too and okay. said too common um, between just a generic I mean because obviously there's two different types of love and I love you different than I love someone else and so I think the other thing is that it can be over said but under valued under the meaning is not you know it's underplayed I guess so how, how can we how can we say it the right way then and with that I think you should still say it but words are just words without actions behind it. And so I think with all of these, you know, showing God's uncommon love, you know, all these different ways, it's important. Each are individually important, but they're, what really makes them important is, is putting them all together mm-hmm. is, you know, words are words without actions. Yeah. It, it, I guess it goes back to John three sixteen. you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. A lot of people think, you know, loved is the verb in the whole thing. And it's really not. The verb is that he gave. Like, for God so loved me, he did something, you know. And uh, so I would agree that I love you. Unless you back it up with action, it's not too much. Um, I think another thing, another thing we got to say, too, is, you know, the forgiven. Like, I forgive you. Um, or will you forgive me? I think that's, uh, that requires a lot. A lot of that. Which... I think we do that. It is much easier for me to say, I forgive you than to ask you to forgive me. Yes. Cause you are always right. <laughs> because if I have to, <laughs> if I have to ask you to forgive me, it means that I am in the wrong and I don't want to be in the wrong. <laughs> sometimes that's like fight number two. Like with us sometimes it's like, it's like, I feel like I'm the only one asking for forgiveness here. And like you forgive me, but then it's like, okay, we're good to go. I'm like, no, like we need to like, I feel like you've done something wrong too. Or like you hurt me as well. And we got to get that out. Why, why is that so hard? Maybe you make more mistakes make, than make. me. <laughs> we'll have fight part three after this. Um, but no, it, it's very true because I, I think a lot of people, they, they either hide what they did wrong. And so they don't want to, um, you know, ask for forgiveness. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I think for me is because my intentions are usually, I say usually my intentions are usually good behind my mistake. And so I don't, I don't feel like I need to you know, ask for forgiveness, which is completely wrong because if you were hurt and there was still obviously something that, you know, that 
that I need to ask you for forgiveness. But I think that's where it comes for me is that a lot of times my intentions are good, but the, you know, actual whatever I did was not right. Yeah. And so there still needs to be that repentance, if you will, to the other person, even when I don't feel like I, I need to do that. But obviously I do. I, I do. I do make mistakes. <laughs> it's on record now. I know. Uh, the second one we talked about is write it. Writing love. I, I, I told the church, like, leave love notes around people or like or like uh, thoughts of um, affirmation or encouragement, you know? I mean, we write love notes, kind of. not Maybe not in the written sense, but I, I mean... Define love notes. Love notes. I, I mean, I think people who are listening to this, uh, I think Aspen, Aspen uh, Brooklyn wants something really quick. <laughs> She's saying, please. Brooklyn, what do you want? One moment here as we address our daughter. YouTube is not working and Coco Melon is, is failing us right now. But that's totally all right. Parents watching this, you understand, right? <laughs> all right. So talking about uh, write it, um, I'm actually going to pull up our text messages here. Oh, that could be dangerous. Uh, that could be dangerous. It could be very dangerous. The last one I sent you was uh, a TikTok of a guy making giant chocolate chip cookies. And I said, I want you to make these, please. Basically, our writing is just texting each other gifts back and forth. Which, I mean, it sounds silly to like maybe certain generations, but to us, that's, it's, I don't know. It's, I mean, pictures, especially animated pictures, say a lot more than just a word, right? Well, <laughs> well especially because we know each other's personalities. I mean, we send office gifts all the time. Uh, and I mean, maybe it's just our way of flirting with one another. Um, or just cause we, we just know each other and how we, how we think. Um, but, uh, gosh, I mean, I don't know if I should read some of these. I'll keep these between me and you, but, uh, most of them are just me complaining about having to change diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh my gosh, where are they texting? I'm like, no, you don't want to hear about a, a blown out diaper. It's kind of gross. But, um, no, I mean, like I, I told the uh, church that on our 10th anniversary, I didn't share anything on about it. Uh, but I told you on ten year anniversary, I, I shared you know ten things that I love about you. I texted it to you. You know, it'd probably been much more sweeter if I maybe wrote it out and framed it or something. But um, also have we're also in. not like that typical romantic gesture couple Mm-mm. because I'm kind of the dude in the relationship sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and me- I might hurt your feelings. <laughs> me- me- meaning, I-, I I put I have. I, I show my emotions more in, in our relationship. And I tend to be more sarcastic. Yeah. And blunt. <laughs> <laughs> kind of doing that. But no, no, there's other things, though. Like, I mean, gosh, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago where I had a really rough day. You know, I had a, um, you know some email sent and uh, a letter on my desk. And it was just kind of a hard, a hard day. And I shared that with you. And then you simply texted back. And it wasn't a lot, but it meant the world to me is uh, you just said, you know, I'm, Hey, I'm praying for you. You're doing a good job. To me is it's not, we're not the big grand gesture type of person with anything really. So me, it's just, if I'm having a bad day with the kids and bonds at work, it's, I'll send him something that will probably, I, th- I think, man, why am I even sending this? But then he'll send something back 
just to know that like to encourage me or just to know like it's okay I'll be home soon you're not alone in this kind of things yeah it, it just shows that we're we're there we're present I guess maybe that's why you know, even in the very little stuff yeah and I think that's so big with the writing part is is it shows your presence when you're not even physically there I think that's really really big number three we're talking about uh, giving um uh, God's uncommon love uh, to one another. Um, you know, that I, that kind of fell in line more with um, gifts, you know, little things here and there. Uh, what, and I apologize because that is definitely not what I am good at. And that is one of your love languages is receiving gifts and giving gifts. <laughs> and that's something that I'm not good at. So that's something I'm still learning to do. No, I think you do a good job. I shared with the church like how, um, like you'll buy me my Tabasco sauce, <laughs> or or like the squeezable mayo or something like that. And, and it sounds stupid. It sounds silly. It's like oh, it's part of groceries. But I was like, I know you detest those two things <laughs> in our fridge. And I remember there was a time where like if I wanted, I'd have to go get it. You know, because it, it just wasn't on your radar. You know, when you shopped. But now it, it is. You know, like. This is, this is what Vaughn likes. I'm going to give it to him. And then, you know, I make that real little reminder. Oh, like, I know you love me. Type for deal. olives. For tacos. For all, yeah, sliced <laughs> olives. That's the new one. You always get me olives. <laughs> See, people, olives. Olives are the key to my heart. I don't know. Probably not. I really want to say a punny joke. Don't. What, what is it? Olive you. No, that's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. That that's that is an annoyance that we do have in our relationship. She makes horrible jokes. I blame my dad. Those are bad jokes. <laughs> bad jokes. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, you, you talked about like, did you mention uh, we were we we're getting lunch and you talked about? Well, I talked about start there about some things. Um, you know, just some funny jokes. You know, like I'll send um, some lovey-dovey text to you, you know, some things, um, or kissy emoji things or anything like that. And you mentioned, like, did you talk about, like, how much you slapped my butt? <laughs> and I said, no, I didn't. I totally forgot about that. And I hope this is totally appropriate on this. And if it's not, just plug your ears. But um, that's something we do a lot. Like, <laughs> like when we're just walking by, just slap each other's butts. And I don't know if I'm going to cut this out of the podcast or not. <laughs> But I just want to bring this up because I don't know if normal couples do this. Uh, I would say they probably do. Healthy couples. Healthy do. couples do this. Mm-hmm. And we make the joke of like, if I walk by and I don't slap your bottom, like <laughs> you might want to be worried. That's one of those things. Uh, so I, I, I don't know what the um, slap your spouse's butt. I don't know. I might be cutting this out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 I don't know where I was going with that. Now I'm sidetracked. But uh, the just, little things you do just to show you love someone. The little things. Yes. That's a good way. Thank you for getting me back on track. <laughs> <laughs> just the little things. Uh, four, we're talking about forgiving it. We already talked about, you know, how we got to forgive quickly. Um, and just number five is just living it out, you know, just. Uh, you know, we talked about the scripture right there is Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those uh, who weep, and so uh, just just living it, being in the moment, being present. Um, I guess how how do we do that in our relationship before we wrap up here? I think just from when we when we were down in Colorado, um, 
our Foursquare president, Randy Remington, said, you know, kind of think of it like (laughs) the manna, Mm. where each day the manna would run, run out. You couldn't store that manna up and you'd get more in the morning. And I think so many times in relationships, people are, they do one big thing one day and they think it's going to last for a month until they have to show their love to their spouse again. And I think the best thing, you know, how we live it is it's, it's an everyday thing. You have to show, show the love every day. It's, it's a new, new slate, if you will. Um, a fresh start to show your spouse how you love each other that day and what can you do, you know, in all those different principles, you know, how can I sacrifice for my spouse today? And I think we do a good job living that out daily rather than waiting for Valentine's Day, you know, to show how we love each other, waiting for our anniversary. It's just a, a daily commitment of this is what we do. Yeah. I, I love that, uh, that principle of the man. Cause he talked about like with, especially with guys, you have to act like, well, like everything you did that day to show your love expires at midnight and you have to start all over again to show that love. And so I think that's so big and very profound. And, uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, that's kind of it for today. We're going to get better at this as we keep rolling. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with this? That this is a learning experience for me. Yeah. Typically, I don't say anything unless I have to. So this banter back and forth, it's been fun. And I'm excited to learn and grow and do it with you. Yeah, it'll be really, really good. So, guys, uh, that's kind of episode one of Rock Talk. And uh, we're going to be doing this every week. I'll be having different couples on here on uh, the podcast talking about uncommon love. Um, next week, we're talking about uncommon commitments, and then we're talking about uncommon conflict, all these different things. It's going to be a really, really great ride, and I pray that you guys join us. Um, but today was awesome. I just want to kick this off with you, my wife, my beautiful, God-honoring wife. She's winking at me, if you guys can see that, <laughs> which, again, it means the world to me because that's my love language. I don't know what that is. Winks. Winks. <laughs> winks. So, all right, guys. Uh, that is it for today. So, I pray this, guys, blesses you. I will uh, see you. I was about to kind of end it like I do my message. I will see you next week. I guess you'll hear from me next week. So, guys, go out, show some uncommon love. Let people know that God's love is unconditional, sacrificial, personable, acceptable, and accessible. Go out and show it, say it, write it, give it, forgive it, and live it. And I will hear from you guys, or you'll hear from me next week. Thank you guys for joining us for episode one of Rock Talk.